Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Intel's new flagship chips are here. Lenovo's new laptop lineup is here. Walmart wants in on the fintech startup game. GM is spinning off a new electric delivery truck startup. And I know foldable phones haven't exactly taken over the world, but could I interest you in a rollable phone? Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Let's hit some CES news. Intel is a company that always looks to make a big splash at CES. Frankly, they could use a splash at the moment. So they took this week as the opportunity to unveil their new flagship 11th gen processors. The 14 nanometer Rocket Lake Core i9 11900K. This will be their main consumer processor this year, coming in Q1 and promising up to 50% better integrated graphics performance. Quoting Anantech, Spending five generations on the same base microarchitecture is a long time. Progress and excitement can be sustained through optimizing a process node, adding cores, and extracting every drop of frequency. But at some point, the base design becomes the bottleneck and it's time to move on. Intel's enthusiast desktop market has been waiting for an update for a couple of generations, and while the new 11th gen core Rocket Lake doesn't migrate off the 14 nanometer process node, we are at least getting a new microarchitecture that stands to deliver, according to Intel, a 19% IPC improvement. Promising a Q1 launch, Intel lifted the lid a little on its next consumer flagship, the Core i9-11900K. We already know that Rocket Lake is the processor that is plugging the gap while Intel continues to work on getting 10 nanometers ready for high-performance desktop use. Rocket Lake is built upon Cypress Cove, the reimagining of Sunny Cove that has been backported to Intel's 14 nanometer process. The goal here was to enable Sunny Cove performance and instruction support such as AVX 512 on consumer 14 nanometer, albeit with the larger core size and any related power and efficiency changes. Rocket Lake also uses Intel's new Z graphics, also redesigned for 14 nanometers. Intel saw fit to build Rocket Lake, which wasn't in its original plans due to the delays on 10 nanometers, and now it seems ready to discuss its productization. Replacing Comet Lake, fifth iteration of Skylake, due to the increased size of the Rocket Lake core, Intel's flagship moves down from the 10 cores of Comet to 8 cores of Rocket, but gains AVX 512 instructions, a new cache hierarchy, and up to 19% instructions per clock improvement. Meanwhile, briefly discussing the upcoming Core i9-11900K SKU in particular, Intel states that it will hit the same turbo frequencies as the current Core i9-10900K, which means we will see 5.3 GHz with one core, as well as 4.8 GHz all-core turbo. No word on the die size difference, and also no direct word on TDP. However, in the footnotes, we see that the Intel Rocket Lake Core i9-11900K is set to have a TDP PL1 of 125 watts and a PL2 turbo power limit of 250 watts with a turbo time of 56 seconds, end quote. So that might be your next computer chip. And if you're in the business world, this has a very good chance to be your next laptop. Lenovo has announced the ThinkPad X1 Titanium Yoga, which is a stunning less than half an inch thick, but still boasts a 2K touch display with 450 nits of brightness, 
11th gen Intel i7 V Pro, and it all starts at $1,899, quoting The Verge. The convertible X1 titanium is covered in what Lenovo calls titanium material and is just 0.45 inches or 11.5 millimeters thick. It's Intel Evo certified, meaning Intel vouches for its performance features and battery life, along with most of the X1 portfolio. You can configure it with up to 16 gigabytes memory and one terabyte of PCIe SSD storage, and it includes 5G connectivity and two Thunderbolt 4 ports. Lenovo has added a few other ThinkPads to its lineup this year, the ThinkPad X1 Carbon Gen 9 and the ThinkPad X1 Yoga Gen 6 are the first two laptops to support Dolby Voice, which Lenovo says will deliver a video conferencing experience that, quote, feels more natural, reduces listener fatigue, and sounds stunningly clear, end quote. They also include a low blue light feature, fingerprint readers integrated into the power button, and presence detection sensors. The X1 Carbon Gen 9 has a new 16x10 screen and rear venting, as well as a wider touchpad and larger battery than its previous generation. It'll be available starting at $1,429 in February 2021, end quote. Fintech is arguably the hottest sector in all of tech at the moment, and Walmart wants in. Walmart says it is launching a fintech startup with Ribbit Capital, one of the investment firms behind Robinhood. Ribbit will own the minority share in the new startup, with Walmart owning the majority share. You know how one of the dreams of fintech, and even crypto, has always been to reach underbanked people or folks who, say, don't have a relationship with a bank or financial advisor? I feel like it's possible a lot of Walmart customers fit that profile, quoting CNBC. The big box retailer did not share the name of the new company or say when its services will be available. It said it will develop unique and affordable financial products for Walmart employees and customers. The fintech startup will be majority owned by Walmart, and its board will include several company executives, including Chief Financial Officer Brett Biggs and Walmart U.S. CEO John Ferner. Walmart said it will also name independent industry experts to the board and may acquire or partner with other fintech companies. 6% of adults don't have a checking, savings, or money market account, according to the Federal Reserve. About 16% are underbanked, meaning they have a bank account but also use alternative financial service products like a money order. Those Americans are more likely to turn to short-term solutions such as a pawn shop or a payday loan, which can lead to additional charges or high interest fees. Walmart already offers some financial services for customers. For example, it has Walmart Money Card, a prepaid debit card that customers can load with money and use for purchases. The card has some features that encourage money management or help people who may have a challenged credit history, such as no overdraft or monthly fees and no minimum balance requirement. The retailer also offers alternative payment plans for customers on a tight budget, such as Layaway and Affirm, a fintech company that allows customers to buy an online item immediately and pay in installments, end quote. Walmart's partner here, Ribbit, is, by the way, also an investor in Affirm. Auto supplier Aptiv has announced its next-generation self-driving platform, which it claims could save up to 20 to 30% of costs for car makers who adopt it compared to its earlier system. Also, this system can be used across a range of vehicles and can be upgraded wirelessly to fix bugs and add new features, quoting Reuters. 
Aptive Chief Technology Officer Glenn DeVos told Reuters the core of the new platform was the same, whether a manufacturer was building a compact car or a full-size sedan. The larger vehicles merely require more sensors or cameras. One of the biggest problems facing global car makers as they develop the sensors, radars, and cameras necessary for self-driving technology is the cost. Fully self-driving vehicles are years away, but assisted driving features such as adaptive cruise control and lane-keeping assistance are becoming more common. For car makers, developing and validating these systems can cost many hundreds of millions of dollars in development and testing, DeVos said. This platform dramatically reduces the system validation costs and represents dramatic savings for manufacturers, end quote. In 2019, Hyundai and Aptiv launched a $4 billion venture called Motional to develop self-driving technologies and be among the first to deploy fully autonomous cars on public roads. Aptiv, headquartered in Dublin, also unveiled zone controllers for car makers to break down computing functions in cars into more manageable pieces that will improve computing power and reduce vehicle weight and cost, end quote. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. And GM has announced a new electric delivery van with 260 miles of range as a part of a completely new spinoff business. Quoting The Verge. 
General Motors announced Tuesday it will be spinning out a new delivery and logistics business called Bright Drop, the first products of which will be an electrified pallet and delivery van. Both vehicles, which will be powered by GM's Altium battery platform, are slated for release this year. The announcement of the new logistics business comes as GM is undergoing a massive $27 billion pivot to the business of designing and manufacturing electric vehicles. For example, the company, which is the largest automaker in North America, just unveiled a new logo as part of an overall brand redesign. GM has been nipping at the heels of Tesla and other EV makers as it attempts to convince its investors that it has a firm grasp on the future of electric-powered transportation. Bright Drop will be a key piece of that pivot, in which hundreds of thousands of electric delivery vehicles are expected to hit the road in the years to come. GM envisions the new company, quote, creating a one-stop shop, a complete ecosystem for electric-powered delivery, including vehicles, software, and other services, said Pamela Fletcher, VP of GM's Global EV Program. The first vehicle to roll out with the Bright Drop branding will be a delivery pallet called EP1. The pallet, which can be used to transport packages from a delivery vehicle to a customer's front door, will have an Altium-powered electric propulsion that will allow a top speed of 3 miles per hour. Packages can be secured within the EP1 pallet, which comes with adjustable shelving and lockable cabinet-style doors. In addition, EP1 can carry up to 23 cubic feet of cargo and will have a payload capacity of 2 200 pounds, end quote. All right, can't put this off any longer. Let's go ahead and get to the political Michigas of the day. Parler is suing Amazon after its AWS suspension, leveling a fairly broad antitrust allegation, essentially saying Amazon was basically in cahoots with Twitter in order to take out a Twitter competitor, quoting TechCrunch. The antitrust argument suggests a conspiracy by Amazon to protect and advance the interests of Twitter. Specifically, the argument is that because Twitter is a major customer of AWS and Parler is a threat to Twitter, Amazon wanted to take Parler out of the picture. Given the context of Parler's looming threat to Twitter and the fact that the Twitter ban might not long muzzle the president if he switched to Parler, potentially bringing tens of millions of followers with him, AWS moved to shut down Parler. This argument is not convincing for several reasons, but the most obvious one is that Parler was, at the time, also an AWS customer. If people are going from one customer to another, why would Amazon care at all, let alone enough to interfere to the point of legal and ethical dubiety, end quote. Twitter, by the way, says it has suspended over 70,000 accounts related to the QAnon conspiracy theory since Friday. Facebook said yesterday it is now removing content containing the phrase stop the steal under Facebook and Instagram's coordinating harm policy. And just as I told you I had been hearing, the information has confirmation of an internal memo where Facebook has advised employees to avoid wearing company branded apparel in public as it might put them at risk. Quote, in light of recent events, and to err on the side of caution, global security is encouraging everyone to avoid wearing or carrying Facebook-branded items at this time, said the memo, which was posted by the company's security team in an internal workplace service available to its more than 56,000 employees. Other tech companies involved in actions against Trump or Parler, a social media app where some of Trump supporters had discussed taking violent actions at the U.S. Capitol Wednesday, also have cautioned employees to be on guard for potential reprisals. Over the weekend, an Amazon Web Services executive told the cloud services data center employees to, quote, be vigilant 
and report any unusual activity around the company's facilities. Business Insider reported on Monday, AWS on Sunday night removed Parler from its hosting service, prompting threats of violence from some users of the app. On Monday, dozens of police officers gathered around Twitter's San Francisco headquarters due to rumors of a pro-Trump protest scheduled to take place, though only one person showed up to protest, according to The Verge, end quote. And finally today, let's jump back to CES, because last year, CES was cresting the wave of that whole foldable phone fad. If you'll recall, I went around trying to find all the foldable phones I could to get my hands on them and see if the hype was real. And I know maybe I got hoodwinked into buying into that fad more than I should have. But hey, if we covered all that, I figure it's at least worth mentioning this. LG has a rollable phone, not a screen that folds up, but one that unrolls. And LG says it's going to launch this this year. Quote, The LG Rollable has what the company calls a unique resizable screen that extends from a phone into a small tablet display. The screen slides in and out of place to provide a bigger screen area. Quote, Our management wanted to show that it is a real product, as there were many rumors around the rollable phone, says an LG spokesperson in a statement to Nikkei. As it is released at CES 2021, I can tell you it will be launched this year, end quote. Nikkei also reports that LG is working with China's BOE technology group on the rollable screen technology. LG has not yet confirmed what display tech the rollable is using or any details on the different display sizes. LG first started working on the rollable as part of the company's Explorer Project experiments. The company has used this project to previously launch its LG Wing smartphone with a rotating design and two OLED displays. Now that LG has branded its new LG rollable phone and confirmed it's coming to market this year, we'll likely see a race among phone manufacturers to roll this rollable screen technology out, end quote. To which I say, eh, maybe. As I said, it's not like foldable phones have set the world on fire or anything. Also, given the limited promo video they've released, which you can see in the link to the story in the show notes, it's not really clear to me how this technology works, so I'm not convinced it's practical yet. We'll see, I guess. Apparently, I've been saying 2020 at the top of the show a few times recently. I was joking originally about forgetting that it was 2021, but it seems that it's no longer that, no longer a joke. So today in the show script, I actually wrote it out, 2021. I will point out that only a couple of you noticed, or at least only a couple of you told me that I was making that mistake. So what does that say? Either y'all are more polite than most people on the internet are, or we're all in this weird mindset where 2021 is not that far away mentally from 2020. We're kind of all in the same mental boat. Like, the distance between 2019 and 2020 seems obvious when you say it or read it. And even if it were 2022, I feel like I wouldn't be making the same mistake. I bet that 2022 would be enough of a distance from 2020 to do the trick, but for whatever reason, that one in there in 2021 just doesn't feel substantial enough to make an impact, at least on my brain. This has been Deep Number Thoughts with Jack Handy. Talk to you tomorrow.